0: I would not wish this on my worst enemy. The pain would be just excruciating. People just think that a migraine is a really bad headache and it's it, there's so much more to it than that. It's really nice to be able to say, is anybody else dealing with this today?
1: Welcome to season two, episode one of Move Against Migraine, a podcast by the American Migraine Foundation. My name is Dr. Larry Newman, and I'm the vice chairman of the American Migraine Foundation. Our goal is to support those living with this disabling disease through educational resources and advocacy. On this podcast, I talk to experts and thought leaders in the field of headache medicine about living with migraine. In this episode, we will cover g and DITANs, two new treatment classes that hold a lot of promise for the migraine community. We'll explain the science behind these treatments, describe potential side effects, and discuss how to find out if these treatments are right for you. So there's been a dearth of, of invention for people living with migraine. The the new classes of drugs, the newest classes of drugs, the triptans, were, were released in the 1990s. It's been a long, dry season for any invention since then. Furthermore, many of our patients who used to be candidates for these drugs several decades ago are now several decades older, and they're no longer candidates. And it's very difficult to sit in front of one of your patients and say... I'm sorry, you can't take this medication that has worked so well for you for the last 20 years, and I've had nothing else to offer them. We now have two new classes of medications that offer us as clinicians, and more importantly, offer those living with migraine a way to escape from the pain of this disabling disease. Joining me today is Dr. Jennifer Robley. Welcome, Jennifer, and maybe you can tell our listeners a little bit about yourself.
2: Well, first off, Larry, thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here. Uh, so my name, as you said, uh, it's Dr. Jennifer Robley, and I'm a headache neurologist at the Barrow Neurological Institute. Um, I'm a team member there of our uh, Jan and Tom Lewis Migraine Treatment Program, and it's such an exciting time. So I'm very excited to be talking about all these new innovations.
1: So let's just start right off. We've been hearing quite a lot about the g pants and the DITANs recently, and I'm sure the patient community has a lot of questions about this. So let's just start first with what are the g pants
2: Great question. Uh, so the g pants are a new category of medication for migraine, and the exciting thing is, is it looks like they're going to be for both acute treatment and for prevention. So these are against a protein that we know is increased in migraine.
1: So that's a novel approach for a new medication. We've had medications that can be used for acute treatment. We've had some new medications that are now available for the preventive treatment of migraine, but you're saying these can be used both?
2: So it's going to depend on which medication we're talking about. Right now, we have three that are going to be available. So we have ubrojapant, remedjapant, and atojapant, and some of them will be for both. Some of them will be for just one of those. Um, but yeah, it's an exciting time because for once I might be able to tell my patients, here's a medication, take it when you need it. <laughs>
1: so that's that's a pretty huge advantage from what we've had, wouldn't you say?
2: Definitely. Um, I mean, the whole counseling of patients that, well, you have the triptan, but I only want you to take it this many times a month. And then they ask me, what well, what about my other headache days? And it's like, well, you know, mm, hand wave. Now I can say... Hey, why don't we just, you know, put you on this medication, and, you know, if you're having a headache day, take it.
1: That's great. So, how do the G pans differ from the new class of medications that have come out over the last couple of years, the monoclonal antibodies?
2: Yeah. So, we know the monoclonal antibodies also are against the CGRP, which is this protein that's increased in migraine. Um, now, the monoclonal antibodies can be either against that protein or against its receptor. And these are really big molecules, so they have a hard time getting into the brain except in certain areas. The new ones, the G-pans, now these are against the actual receptors for that protein. And they're smaller molecules. They're going to be pills, unlike the uh, monoclonal antibodies, which are actually injections.
1: Definitely. Do we know anything about the side effect of this new class?
2: Well, one of the exciting things is is they look pretty similar to placebo. So right now it looks like people are tolerating them pretty well. So there's, there's going to be some things that I'm sure we'll discover as people are taking them, but the side effects were pretty mild. So, you know, the standard things like nausea came out, but not much more than a sugar pill.
1: That's, that's great. So we've read a lot about them. They're not yet on the market, but how do you envision using these in your practice?
2: So, I mean, first off, if my patients aren't responding to triptans, then it's great to have another option that I can try. But the really exciting thing is for all those patients who I could not use a triptan in. So my patients had a stroke, my patient has, you know, a history of heart problems. And I'm a little worried about a triptan because it causes that narrowing of the vessels. These G-pants don't do that. So this is an option where hopefully it'll give us a alternative to saying, well, I know you came to see a headache specialist, but why don't we use like Tylenol and something for your nausea?
1: So it does offer us another another tool. Definitely. So that was a really great review of, of the G-Pants. What about the ditans?
2: Well, the ditans is another new exciting uh, turn of events for migraines. So we have Lismedidan. It's now been approved. We uh, haven't started using it yet because there's still some things being assessed with it. But this is a category that's a little bit more similar to the Triptans. Um, we know tryptans act on certain receptors in the brain, and one of those receptors in particular can cause that vessel narrowing I was talking about. Lesminidin doesn't act on that receptor, so we don't have to worry about that. So again, we can use it in these patients who the tryptans just weren't an option.
1: So similar to the g the these ditans can be used in patients who are no longer tryptan candidates. Exactly. Are these going to be different in that you said the G-pants can be used either preventatively or acutely, how about these?
2: So these ones are for acute treatment, and they will probably, like triptans, have that risk of medication overuse headache. So I mean, to be determined, but given that they act on the serotonin like the triptans, they probably will have that risk factor.
1: How about side effects? You'd mentioned they're still being investigated somewhat.
2: Yeah, so I mean, this is going to be one thing that we need to learn a little bit more about how it goes. We do know that people have a lot of dizziness with these and a lot of sedation with these. Um, and right now the DEA is still looking about whether or not um, there's going to be some restrictions put in place. So one in particular that may end up coming is a driving restriction.
1: Okay, So that, that actually might limit the way these medications can be used then?
2: Exactly. Um, I mean, one thing will be perhaps you know how it's going to affect people when they're at work. These might be a great option for people who work from home or perhaps a nighttime headache that they're trying to treat and might actually help with their sleep. But to be determined, you know, how similar the real life experience is compared to the trial experience so far.
1: So there's been a lot of investigation into these two new classes of medication. Can you put it simply for our listeners, how do the drugs work?
2: Uh, So in migraine, we know that CGRP is increased. It's a protein that we have in various areas that are very much involved in the migraine pathways. And in fact, in some other headaches like cluster headache. So when we take a GPANT, that's going to actually block the receptor that CGRP acts on. And this will hopefully not only help to treat a headache in the moment, but over time for those who are using it as a prevention, will actually start to change some of those migraine pathways.
1: And do the DITANS work similarly or differently?
2: So DITANS work very differently. Um, I mean, again, we know that the you know, a lot of the chemicals are still all the same. We're still talking about migraine. But when you're blocking the serotonin system, you're actually going to prevent some release of certain proteins. One of those actually is CGRP. So you can kind of think of the um, lesmitidine as acting a little bit upstream of where the G-pants are. So it's affecting all these other um, more broad things. And the G-pants are acting a little bit more specific just on that CGRP area.
1: You know, in the in, in the last season, we spent a lot of time talking about what were called the anti-CGRP treatments, the anti-calcitonin gene-related peptide treatments. How do these treatments differ from that last generation of medications that came out?
2: Yeah, I mean, good question. First off, maybe we should talk a little bit about what we mean when we're saying anti-CGRP because I think that can get a little bit confusing. So the monoclonal antibodies, those are what were released last year. And those are large molecules that actually go against the CGRP or its receptor, and they are all injections. Uh, the new things that we're talking about today, the G Pants, now they also act against CGRP, but they're a small molecule, and some of them are going to be for prevention, some of them are going to be for acute, and then some of them are going to be for both.
1: Great, great distinction.
2: Yeah, so now getting to your actual question, I haven't forgotten it. Um, now, the, the big thing that is going to be most noticeable immediately to patients is one's a pill, one's an injection, so that's an exciting difference. The other difference is that one is purely just a treatment for when you're having that prevention, while the other has a couple different options depending on which prescription you're giving. So again, it's the monoclonal antibodies that are a monthly injection, or hopefully we'll have one that will be a quarterly infusion. Um, And then we have the Gpants, which will be either a daily treatment if you're doing it for prevention, or a prescription for as needed if you're using it to treat migraine acutely.
1: So there's a new, class of medications that can be used in patients who couldn't take the relatively new class of medication.
2: Exactly.
1: So with all that in mind, what do you think are some of the types of questions that patients should ask their doctors about their treatment to find out if, in fact, they are a candidate?
2: Well, I think number one is going to be whether or not, one, do they have a diagnosis of migraine? Because that is what these are indicated for. Two, is there any reason their doctor thinks that they would be contraindicated in them? Uh, One of the main things that I can think of right now is if you are pregnant, about to get pregnant, or breastfeeding, then it may not be a good time for you to be trying these medications because we definitely don't know about the safety of their use in that setting. Otherwise though, if you've been told previously that you can't have a triptan, it's a good time to ask your doctor if this might be something for you to consider.
1: This has been a really exciting time for people living with headache and migraine. What is your hope for the future of headache medicine?
2: Ooh, Great question. What I would love to see someday is where we don't have to do the whole trial and error thing, where we get that sort of personalized medicine where I can test you and see that, yeah, CGRP looks like the right pathway for us to target, boom, here's what's gonna work for you. Or, you know what? We now have this new pathway that we're targeting and it looks like that one's the better target for you, so let's do that one and not have to go through, well, you have to try this medication and this medication, then we can do this step and et cetera, et cetera.
1: Wouldn't it be great just to get treatment right the first time?
2: It would be absolutely amazing. So that is my number one hope. And now that we're starting to see that we really know how to have targeted migraine therapies, we're really going to start to treat migraine as that brain disease that we know it is.
1: I've been speaking with Dr. Jennifer Robley on new treatments for migraine. Thanks so much for sharing your your insights with us.
2: Thank you for having me here.
1: Since this podcast was recorded, two medications have been
0: approved by the FDA and released. Ubrogipant, trade name Ubrelvi, is available in 50 mg and 100 mg doses. The typical dose is 50 or 100 mg at headache onset, which may be repeated after 2 or more hours. This medication has several contraindications and should not be taken in conjunction with several medications. Lasmiditan, trade name Reyvow, is now also available in 50 and 100 mg tablets. This medication is taken in a one time dose of 50, 100, or 200 milligrams at headache onset. The dosage cannot be repeated within 24 hours. Lasmiditan can cause dizziness, sedation, fatigue, and tingling. As with all treatments, the AMF recommends you speak to your doctor about whether you brojapant and Lasmiditan are right for you. Season two of Move Against Migraine, a podcast by the American Migraine Foundation, is made possible by our generous sponsors, Amgen and Teva.